I am tired. I also bought a sofa this weekend and it was the most money I've spent at one time on one thing. <laughs> well, you're moving, baby. They're so expensive. I mean, I bought like a sofa I like and it's a sleep sofa and tax is almost 10% out here. <laughs> so. Well, dude, but look at it this way. You're literally moving across the country. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a bit pricey. Yeah. And then you're going to settle in. And you know what I, what I always, you know what you're going to do? You're going to pop some tags. I only got $20 <laughs> in your pocket. You're going to be at the thrift shop with Macklemore and Ryan Lewis, you know? Yeah. That's where I get everything else is from the thrift shop with Ryan Lewis. Yeah. With you go. I'm going not going with, with Macklemore. I'm just going with Ryan Lewis. He seems like a cool guy. Whatever it takes. That rage will get you through. So welcome to another episode of the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm here to give you my East Regional Miss Preteen Pageant Runner-Up Sash. Your old pal Pat. Oh, boy. East Regional my- of what? East Regional. I had to rewind it three times. <laughs> East Regional Miss Preteen Pageant Runner-Up Sash. Those are just words. They're just words. East and, and Regional you know are them? just words. Tori. No, it's Michael Grassi. The great Michael Grassi. I wrote that down. I said written by Michael Grassi exclamation (laughs) point. Michael Grassi's got a, you know, he's got a uh, uh, something he's got uh, with the English language. He's got a relationship with the English language. If we unlike any, if we could have, if we could have anyone on the show, I would like to have Michael Grassi. Any. You're crazy. That would be your number one pick would be Michael Grassi. His last name is Grassi. I know it's so it's so close to the show, so you'd have to. It's it's like if there was a show called like Riskel uh, <laughs> Community High School, or like I'd, I'd have my name is so close they'd have to hire me. Yeah, you know? yeah, and I mean like or, his name or, is like part of the name, so it's like Driscalia or something yeah. like that. If there was a show called, uh, Chniowski High, mm-hmm. or Dickniowski. <laughs> Dick Niowski, yeah, Dick. Dick, Dick Niowski. By the way, Dick Niowski feels like a character that like Harry Shearer would play on like an FX show that no one ever watched. Yes, that sounds Dick accurate. Dick <laughs> old Dick hey, Niowski. Dick Niowski, and he's like definitely like rumpled. He drinks like coffee with bourbon in it, like smokes a cigarette. Is he a PI? I don't know if he's a PI or like just like kind of like I'm just done with this shit, whatever I do, kind of mm, thing. Mm-hmm. Old Dick Niowski's out here, but we got to do it because even though this will come out almost full two weeks after we record it, because we're recording it here on February 12th, which is a Monday, and it's not going to come out until what, February 23rd, you know what is happening on the 23rd and everyone should be excited about is I am, my movers are moving my stuff into my apartment. Okay. That's great. Yeah. So the day that this is available, my stuff will be in my apartment. I will have it again. I will know which things they broke. I will know which things they lost. Hopefully it's minimal. You're really like not confident that they're not going to. No, I just do not have any hope among hopes. I read a lot of reviews of every moving company and that seems incredibly common. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And I liked the guys who came and picked up my stuff. They were very nice. Can't say they were gentle. 
Um, so I'm just well, like, you didn't give them a kiss. That's why probably. Yeah, I didn't give them a kiss. I gave them cash, but <clears throat> what are you gonna do? Sometimes a kiss is better than cash. I'm drinking my leftover Super Bowl Guinness. Oh, nice. <clears throat> I bought some Super Bowl Guinness yesterday, but I only drank two of them, so I have two extras. I did not watch the Super Bowl yesterday. I followed along on my phone, and I went to Korean barbecue with my sister. By the time this comes out, this literally, no one's this comes out. It. No, not only will nobody care about it, people will be going, wait, who won the Super Bowl again? <laughs> like, that's that was my tweet last night. I was like, no matter what happens in three or four months, we're all going to be asking ourselves, wait, um, I'm sorry, who won the Super Bowl? I literally can't remember. But I guess because Taylor was so involved, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched the Super Bowl yet, the Chiefs won. <laughs> if you haven't, if you DVR'd it and haven't watched it, or if you have a VCR <laughs> and you taped it, like, I'm sorry, but that's not a thing. Yeah. If you've had it on your, just sitting on your DVR because you just couldn't, you're, you've been working so much, you couldn't watch it. I'm sorry to tell you, the Chiefs won in overtime. It was one of the best Super Bowl games I ever. Heard, I heard that the first um, half was yeah, pretty messy. Boring, yeah. Like, bit of a snooze. Yeah. And then gangbusters in the second half and through that overtime. They wrote a good story, the NFL writers. They must have had Michael Grassi on the team. They were writing it I'm up. I'm telling you, I want to hear about how they come up with the story ideas. Taylor Swift was like, she's written, she's going to be written off pretty soon. She's coming, she's, she's coming to the end of her contract. I don't know if it's uh, getting renewed. <laughs> There's a part in the um, post game, and we probably shouldn't spend too much time on this because, again, it's going to be so, such old news by the time this drops. Yes. But there's a part in the post game where Travis Kelsey was like singing Viva Las Vegas or something, and it was like really mm -hmm. fucking cringy. And they cut to Taylor, and eat, and I'm like, ooh, that's, ooh, we're seeing the moment she's turning. <laughs> like she even is like, mm, yeah, Viva Las Vegas, I don't know about this. Yeah, I don't know how long this relationship is going to last. People are here talking about like, oh, they're going to get married soon. And I'm like, I don't know about that. Like, I can't see into this relationship, but I just don't see them as a long term couple. <laughs> he he seems like a real lovable doofus to me, though. Yeah, I he there. There's nothing maybe, about maybe him. Maybe that's what she needs is a lovable doofus after all of these like kind of douchey guys. Well, I mean, the last guy, Joe Alwyn, who he was like fine, a nobody, yeah. he was fine. But the ones before I think that, that. I'm hoping, I'm rooting for them. I like this guy. I like Travis Kelsey. He seems like a nice guy. He he loves his brother. His brother loves him. He's got a nice family. Yeah. He's on the right side. He's on the right side. He's doing the Pfizer commercials. He's got the vaccine. He's doing it. Yeah, unlike Aaron yeah. Rodgers, who out for the season. Well, somebody, that's what somebody, I saw, I saw that, that tweet. It was like, <laughs> unvaccinated player breaks his ankle in the third play of the season. <laughs> Vaccinated player wins the damn Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. So, I was rooting for the Chiefs. So, I mean, I didn't really care, but I, I was rooting for the Chiefs there in the end. I was rooting for the 49ers because the Chiefs just beat the Ravens. And I know the Ravens played badly, but it's still like they ruined their chance to get to the Super Bowl. And then, but mm -hmm. the Ravens beat the 49ers pretty badly earlier this season. So it's like, eh, I don't know who to root for. It's funny that the t because like all the conservatives hated Taylor Swift and this was a psyop and she, he was going to endorse, she was going to endorse Joe Biden on the field and all this. Mm -hmm. So like the conservative team became the San Francisco 49ers who not only are just like San Francisco also are Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. Famously. 
And the like team for like the liberals, I guess, for lack the of a better term. The liberalist of the liberals, the crimiest of the crimey cities. Like, yeah, it's is ex- everything not they hate. That- and, and but then they were rooting for the chiefs who still have a fucking racist name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, football. We love it. You got to love it. Do we? But, I don't know. I don't love it. But. You know, I I don't know. I don't really care about football. What I care about is how are you doing, Rach? I'm doing all right, pal. I'm doing all right. I um Yeah, I'm I'm in LA. Not raining mm-hmm. this week. Um what cool things happened? I went to see Kate Berlant's show last week. That was really fun. Oh, did you? Yeah. I didn't know about that. I posted one thing in an Instagram story, so. Did did you not look at her when she was sitting with the sign I didn't that says, don't look at me? I didn't see her then because it was, uh, it was rainy, so we got there a little bit close to okay. opening, so. How was the show? It was fun. It was a, it was an enjoyable show. It, the bit got old at one point. Are you a big fan? No, my sister wanted to oh. see her. Um, I don't know her stuff that well. I haven't seen her in much of anything. Um, but I do know who she is. And I was like, it was a fun show. Her partner is, her writing partner is the guy from Search Party, correct? John Early, yeah. She yes. does a lot of stuff with him. Yes. And this funny. was um, directed by, what's his name? Martin Scorsese? Bo Burnham. Oh. Which I never saw well, his COVID thing. So you you're talking oh so Gen Z is Martin Scorsese. The Martin <laughs> Scorsese of Gen Z, Bo Burnham, of course. Speaking of Gen Z, I was walking past someone yesterday who had to be a young millennial. And they were talking about baby Gen Zers as being 25. And I was like, baby Gen Zers are in high school. Like, you have no clue how big the <laughs> like, I don't know how it I don't know how the years tap out either because then now what is generation and what's gen alpha where do they start like they're the babies now because gen z starts with like 1996 is when they're born 1996 yeah so they're 96 97 yeah almost 30 is the oldest but high schoolers are still in that range too got it so when what's millennial? Well, eighty taps out. So at 80, eighty to ninety six. One, yeah. Okay. So oh, all right, all right, all right. So all like ninety seven so, to early twenty tens. I'm like borderline because I'm yeah, eighty, yeah. so I'm borderline Gen Z. I feel I feel more Gen Z than I think we've had this conversation years. before on this podcast. I'm sure we have. <laughs> Michael Grassy, though, what is Michael Grassy? He's a boomer, probably. <laughs> I think Michael Grassy's probably Gen X. Yeah, you're probably right. Mm. <laughs> I don't think he's a boomer. I don't think he's that old. Okay, boomer, remember that? <laughs> I do remember. That was that. fun. That was a time. That was a time in the world. But you know, Rach. We're not here to talk about any of this stuff. The Super Bowl, obviously, because it's so long ago. I don't know why we're talking about this two weeks after the Super me. Bowl happened. Oh, what about Usher? I didn't yeah, watch. Bop, squap, bop, eat, bop, doo-doo, bells, a bit, bop, bop, I did. Bop. I did take Daisy out to pee during the halftime show, and 
I caught it in someone's window when her was out playing guitar. You fucking creep. I know. And well, I was just standing there while she was walking slowly. And then I heard some people cheering when her also came out. But I missed all the rest of it. Her. Yeah, she played guitar. I knew when the 49ers scored because the people upstairs for me were having a party and they were all 49ers fans. The 49ers. Until I went, the second half, I went to Korean barbecue, so I missed all that. But we're not here to talk about the Super Bowl or or uh, Travis Kelsey or Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. I mean, the fucking society of tortured poets. Like, I'm even getting Taylor Swift fatigue at this point. Yeah. And I'm a fan, but whatever this por- tortured poets shit is, I think, here's what I'm, be- here's what, here's my prediction. I know Pitchfork is now folded into GQ because of the whole Condé Nast thing, Mm -hmm. but they're still reviewing albums and they're still a thing. Pitchfork Mm -hmm. is still a thing. Don't get it twisted. Mm -hmm. Twisted. I'm saying Society of Tortured Poets, whatever it's, that's not what it's called, but whatever it's called. Dead Poets Society. Pitchfork 6.1 and this is the beginning of the backlash. That's my theory. Uh, but wait, maybe it's great. Maybe it'll be great and it will be undeniable. But something tells me that there's going to be a backlash. She was on a big she was on a big tour. So maybe these songs are a little half baked. And I'm guessing a, a low, low pitchfork score. And I'm thinking this is when people who want to start talking shit about Taylor Swift can can finally get that opening. Yeah. Maybe the Travis Kelsey breakup happens in the time. We'll see. I have nothing against Taylor Swift. I have something against the extreme popularity of Taylor Swift. But how are those things different? Because she is her popularity in a lot of ways. That's true. So maybe I don't like Taylor Swift. Maybe you don't. Maybe you just need to own it and just Mm -hmm. live it. Live your truth. You know what I say? Live your truth. Maybe you don't like her. I was not a big fan of the Midnight's record. Mm. And I like like most of Taylor Mm. Swift's oeuvre, but I was not a big Mm -hmm. fan of the Midnight's record. So I'm here for it. Let's see what happens. Let's let's be honest with each other. We were very honest last week with our takedown of Miley Cyrus's classic Grammy-winning song, I Could Buy Myself Flowers. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm too busy going to see Blur in their middle age, their their late middle age, <laughs> that I can't go see Taylor Swift. That's not my yeah, vibe. Yeah, I'm going to see. By the time a couple of weeks after this drops, I'm going to see Alkaline Trio, baby. Elk three, Maddie Skiba's back. Fuck baby. yeah. He's back. Alkaline Trio and Drug Church opening. Come on, give me all the business. But we're not here to talk about any of those things. We're here to talk about Degrassi. Mm-hmm. More specifically, Degrassi episodes 1140 and 1141, which are the 40th and the 41st episodes of the 11th season of Degrassi, but they're the 270th and 271st proper episodes. But because of all the two-parters, this is like 190. Heavens to Betsy. Name of the episode is Smash Into You. Smash Into You is a Beyonce song from I Am Sasha Fierce. We just got a little Beyonce at the Super Bowl. We got a little news, Beyonce news. New album. We've done Beyonce already. Yeah, we've done Beyonce. So, Rach, 
What is your favorite song from a musical? I don't know. <laughs> I got nothing. I got. <laughs> I, you, you, don't, you don't good. like musicals. I don't like musicals. I don't. I think we've already talked about them. What is your favorite? Restaurant. Ooh. That's a good question. Mine's Pizza Hut, so I'm done. <laughs> you go with your favorite restaurant. Mine is TGI Fridays in the 90s. TGI Fridays is a good. Oh, chain. Re- Ooh, let's do this because okay. favorite restaurant is crazy. Yeah. What is your favorite chain restaurant? TGI Fridays from the 90s? Yeah, TGI Fridays now sucks, but TGI Fridays in the 90s fucking ruled. What made it so good? I was not, I didn't you know, have many You know what I restaurants. actually liked? Okay, I used to go to TGI Fridays for every birthday. <laughs> TGI Fridays. I could get a virgin strawberry daiquiri, and they just had really oh, yeah. good, they had like good broccoli cheese soup, which was one of my favorite things. Broccoli and like, um, but you know what it's else good. I really like? You know liked? what the thing, you know what's great about broccoli cheese soup, though, yeah. honestly? Yeah. It's healthy. It's good for you. It's got broccoli in it, but also <laughs> cheese and cream and butter. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's good for you. It's, it's healthy. Good. It's a healthy broccoli. soup. Just broccoli eat comes it every first day. in the name. Um, eat it every but day. even more than TGI Fridays, I will say that my favorite thing is any place that had a, a buffet. I love really. I loved this like so Ruby Tuesdays where you had like a salad bar and stuff, and I loved going to Shoney's for breakfast where you could get like a little bit of this and a little bit of that interesting yeah you know there's still sizzlers out here and i do want to go to one i've never been to a sizzle i i grew up in in new york so you didn't have many chains did you i never i never been to a chain restaurant until like i was in my 20s but i but i'm not being like i mean there's plenty of chains in new york city it's just and also there's i mean i fast food yeah yeah you know let's not act like we're high and mighty and Mm -hmm. above it all I ate fast food, McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's. Oh, mm-hmm. Wendy's was Oh, a I loved Wendy's, like, yeah. So I'm not I'm not out here being it's just that the it, they weren't af- available to me. Mm. So I didn't partake in them too much. So I don't really even think I I don't I've never been to an Olive Garden in my life. I've never been to a Sizzler, I've never been to a Red Lobster. I've definitely been to a TJ Fridays and now is that the one I go to with Max? No, I go to Applebee's with yeah, Max before yeah. the movies. You know, all those ones you just mentioned, I've been to maybe once. Like they were not yeah. ones in my repertoire as a kid. Like right. we went to Friendly's often because we had a Friendly's near us. Um, and then there was a TGI Fridays in the mall that I think is still there. Oh, good. I'm happy that it exists in the world. Yeah. Good for that TGI Fridays. But you're saying TGI Fridays has fallen, has slipped. It's not as good mm-hmm. as it once was. The, mm-hmm. Is the turkey bacon soup not as good as it used to be? What? At TGI Fridays? Tur- yeah, it's just, yeah, the broccoli cheese. Um, Bro- it's- what did I, what did I, turkey bacon? Turkey bacon I meant soup. broccoli cheese soup. Broccoli yeah, cheese. yeah. Um, it's... It's it's just I don't know it's just like not as well made as it used to be. I feel like that's the case with a lot of the chains though. Yeah, I like a Denny's. Mm, mm-hmm. I I find now going to a place like that very. It's just like no pressure, mm-hmm. no pressure, man. It's and nice. I like that. It's nice. 
There's a Chili's, not a Chili's. There's an Applebee's by the movie theater. Mm -hmm. So when Max and I go to the movies, we go to Applebee's first so mm -hmm. that his d fucking delinquent father can have a big old beer mm -hmm. before he sits through whatever fucking piece of shit movie he has to watch. Mm -hmm. But I'll get uh, some kind of a, I, I eat the food. I got a steak at an Applebee's recently <laughs> before, <laughs> before migration. We went to see mm -hmm. migration, which was actually not terrible. Mm -hmm. And I ate a steak. It was fine. Mm -hmm. I mean, was it g good? Certainly not. But mm -hmm. it was like passable. It was a passable so steak. Yeah. I'm going Applebee's. That's okay. probably not the right answer. I used to like the Chili's. Oh, I never really went to Chili's. I also I only to to went to uh, an Outback Steakhouse once. I've never been to an Outback Steakhouse, but mm -hmm. I'm going to be honest with you. I think I would like an Outback. The idea of a Bloomin' Onion sounds very good to me, but I've never had one. Oh, my at my cousins, they do deep fried turkey for Thanksgiving and they started making blooming onions before they do the turkey and it's delicious. Do you think if we see each other ever again in real life, which may, may never happen, but should we see each other together in real life ever again, we should go to an Outback Steakhouse and get a blooming onion? Yeah. Do you know where one is near you? No, we'll have to research it and find okay. it. I recently found out there was a Sonic by me, which I've never oh. been to in my life. Yeah. I never had Sonic near me. Um, until no, more I've never recently. And you, you, so you've had it. I've, I've had it like once before a while ago, but like didn't have get? them often. You know who I really like though was checkers. You I ever, don't know from checkers. <gasps> you don't know what checkers. Oh, checkers is good. Um, Sonic I know the game I, checkers. Yes. I don't know what I've had from Sonic. Cause it was, it's been a little while. When so I say a little while, it's been like 20 years. I'm like, it's, it was like later. <laughs> Yeah, because you imagine like 20, what did you get from that restaurant 20 years ago? Oh, I remember. Yeah. I don't remember the plot of movies I watched a week ago. No, no. I couldn't oh, tell you what Rach. I did on Thursday. Blurb? All right, Rach, hit me with your best, hit me with your best blurb. All right. In Smash Into You, it's the Model UN and Dave Can't Keep the Peace. Marisol thinks a good song will solve famine. And Tori starts a covert operation to get Tristan and Adam together. You really felt, you felt like a little fire under your ass last week, didn't you? I know. You? I felt like because I needed to try a little harder. There you go. I still That's... wrote this when we started recording. <laughs> well, still, that is what I'm talking about. That's the kind of blurb that I want to get. Exactly. Into. Exactly. That is some good stuff right there. Thank smash you. into you. I love this song. Smash. And you come smash. I don't actually you. know it. And Baby. all I kept thinking when I saw it before I realized it was a Beyonce song was of uh, crash by Dave. Well, Matthews I was band. just doing a bit. I, you missed it. Sorry. The bit when I said, I love this song. And then I went smash into you. Babe, hack up your skirt a little more. I love we both song. thought the same thing at the same time. I've certainly never heard this Beyonce song. Sorry. <laughs> well, you it's knew what album am, it was on, so. Sure is. It's on I Am Sasha Fierce, <sighs> which had the hits Single Ladies and If I Was a Boy. That's that old? I, I thought that yeah. album was newer for some reason. Ah, the single ladies. Remember this dance with the hands? Oh, yeah. Oh, you can't oh, forget oh, the oh, hand. Oh. Yeah. Famous. It's very famous. People still do it at weddings. Yeah. But if, even better than all of those songs is 
I'm on my first real six string. Oh, I thought you were going to sing Marisol and Moe's song, which they actually played in the background at part of the episode. No, I only know Summer is 69, which is which Drew and Adam were. They love just that. love this damn song. They were saying this guy, Dave, is texting while he's driving. Scary stuff here. Come on. Oh, my God. I was for sure convinced that it was he was going to get into a car accident while driving and texting. But that's not what happened in this episode. I am going to just. I'm just going to jump ahead and I'm okay. going to tell you the volume with which I guffawed at that poor girl getting hit by the car. Like to, that was like, you know, the famous meet Joe black scene that everybody laughs at when I haven't seen woman, that in so long. I've never seen the movie. Mm-hmm. I only know the, the, the scene, scene that people yeah. put on the internet where the lady gets hit by the bus. Mm-hmm. I, when she stepped into that street and got fucking leveled by that car. Now, look, the aftermath of it, Dave, great acting, crying, doing it all. I felt it. But that initial impact of her getting hit by that car, I laughed probably too hard. Probably harder than I should have. Mm. How about you, Rach? What did you think? You got sad about it? Jacinta. Jacinta. Jacinta Barrett. Jacinta, Jacinta Barrett. Barrett. Um, I I was a little bit like surprised by it because I was like, this is escalating to something, <laughs> but like, so what is it funny. escalating to? Um, to her getting hit by that fucking yeah, car. But what got me was Dave telling Allie what happened in the end. Then I cried. No, it may. You're such a softy, but yeah, I know. We've we've been crying at the same things in most of these episodes, so I'm sorry that I'm softy about that. No, you're right. I cry all the time. (laughs) I know. But I just, when that happened, I was like, it was so Degrassi to be like, yep, Mm -hmm. she's going to almost probably die. And then I was like, wait, is she? And then at the end, when he comes to tell Allie about it, I was like, oh shit, she fucking died. And that would have made me laugh. I thought she was going to die. Well, we don't know. She might be paralyzed for her life. I'm surprised because that car didn't seem like it was going that fast. <laughs> I will say. As much as I was upset and crying during the whole thing, I was like, that feels like a bit much for the speed that car was going. But I also, I don't know. I don't want to then say something and people are like, well, my sister got hit by a car and got paralyzed yes, and that car and was that going 20 exactly miles per hour. <laughs> she, my, my cousin just walked into a parked car. Mm-hmm. And she can't walk anymore. Oh, yeah. fucking, I mean, I know I know people who have been killed, hit by cars, walking. And I also will say that I know uh, my friend's sister, someone backed up into her in a parking lot and it totally fucked up her legs. But she can still walk. She just had to have a ton of surgery. She got pinned cars against a building. <clears throat> The Anton Yelchin just had his car back up into him and spun him around a bit. No way. Died. You don't remember that story? No. He was getting his mail, and you know Anton Yelchin, the actor he played was yeah, in the Star Trek yeah. movies. He's a great actor. The Fright Night remake. He uh, something along the lines like he was getting his mail, and his car just backed up like on its own. I don't know, or pull. Oh I don't my know God. exactly, but he got caught in between. Mm-hmm. Like the car and the house mm-hmm. and it like spun them around that thing with the train. You know, if you get caught in the train and your insides. Yeah. All fucking oh, my God. Your body. 
And that's how Anthony Elgin died. Rest in peace. What an actor. What a guy. Yeah. Should a put traumatic him in asphyxia. Cause of death. You look it up, Anthony Elgin. Yeah, right yeah. Now. Pinned between his Jeep Grand Cherokee and a brick pillar gate post outside his house. Well, he was trying to get his mail. This guy's trying to Jesus. pick up his Blu-rays. Don't get your fucking mail is the moral of that story. Just let it collect. Anyway. Standing in your mama's porch. You knew that it was now or never. Those were the best days of my life. That song stinks. <laughs> Dave's texting and driving is egregious. Like, it's bad. I mean, I think we've all done things we probably shouldn't have when it comes to our phones and driving, but like he is literally just holding his phone and not looking at the road for long lengths of time. And it's like you you just said this, but like obviously they're telegraphing that he's going to get in a car accident, which doesn't happen. And then like for <laughs> she's texting and walks out. I'm like, that didn't make it seemed like he was going because he got he started texting and driving again later when he's driving her to the train station. Michael Grassy got confused about what the message was supposed to be. In this episode. <laughs> it was like, like it's cool to text and drive. Just don't text and walk. She got smashed by that car. Again, it didn't seem so hard, but Jacinta Barrett. Jacinta Barrett. And, all right, so long story short, this is the A story? Yes, yeah, this is the A story. Mm -hmm. Long story short, Dave's trying to get back with Allie, so he's trying to put his, he's helping her put up this model UN. We have not seen Dave for a while. You're right. And he's in the car with Adam and... Drew. Drew mm-hmm. has one of the funniest scenes. I like love Drew now because there was one moment that made me laugh so hard. I will get to it, mm-hmm. but now I kind of love Drew. So he's trying to get back with Allie. So he's really giving of himself to model UN and she's sort of reciprocating. And then he is apologetic and she still loves him. And so they, they, Get back together. They're making out in the car. She's honking the horn, the whole deal. They go to Little Mistakes. Mm-hmm. And at this point, Allie, in between the kissing in the car and Little Mistakes, Allie has had sort of like a revelation where, like, I don't know about this. Like, I still have issues here. There's mm-hmm. a lot of things that went down. Mm-hmm. He he had sex with this girl who we will later find out is Jacinta Barrett, mm-hmm. the famous um, real world. Yeah, real world act. London. Real World London, Jacinta Barrett, mm-hmm. who wasn't she dating? Um, wasn't she? Was she married to uh, that jabroni who does comic book TV shows? What's his name? Maybe she was an actress and she was around in the world of celebrities for a while. Yeah, but who am I? Chris Hardwick, wasn't she like with that guy? Maybe. Anyway. You look it up and I'll go through this. Yeah, yeah, please. So at Little Mistakes, Allie. Oh, it should be said, as they're making out in the car, Jacinta Barrett starts texting Dave being like, where are you? You can't ignore me forever. All this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And she's sending sexy pics, not like nudie nudes with a Z, just sexy pics. She was and, engaged to Chris Hardwick, but she has been yeah. married to actor Gabriel Mocked since 2004. Gabriel, mm-hmm. Jacinda, Gabriel, not Jacinta, but 
Yes. No, I know. I know that. <laughs> I'm aware. Gabriel Mocktail is what mm-hmm. I like to call him. Because mm-hmm. he's like the budget version of, I don't know, Chris Hardwick. Chris Hardwick's a piece of shit, though, I think. Is he? I can't keep up. I think he got pretty me too I don't remember. We shouldn't tell tales out of school. Maybe he didn't. I don't know, but I think he did. Okay. I think he did. Okay. Look, if he was a fucking male celebrity in that time, he probably got me dude. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Um, and if he didn't, our our sincere apologies, Chris Hardwick. <laughs> um so <laughs> so they go to little mistakes, and Allie hands him a sheet of paper with all these rules. Mm-hmm. And the rules are about texting and girlfriends and they are a little bit like well if you in my head i was thinking like well if you need to give this guy these rules maybe you shouldn't be with him but he sort of accepts it and is like nope whatever i have to do and i kind I will of do any of these it's rules. one of those things where i'm like this is not good but i understand where she's coming from with it absolutely so it's like it's a fine line to walk I absolutely understand where she's coming with mm-hmm. coming from with it because she, she told, tells him flat out. She's like, we just got back into this really fast. And I realized I had some things that we hadn't even talked about. Yeah. So I need to get some closure and some understanding with you that this is how it's got to be. Mm-hmm. And he agrees to it happily because mm-hmm. he really does want to be back together with Allie. So there, but Jacinta Barrett is still texting him constantly so he tells drew that this woman is a stalker i mm-hmm. guess she's a girl um and he's blocking her on all of the social medias facebook face range twitter twit range instagram insta range all mm-hmm. the things he's mm-hmm. she's, he's blocking them left right from all these things but she still has his number right because she's yeah. still Yeah, and we don't know anything about this girl except for that Dave hooked up with her at camp. Yeah. We don't know anything about their relationship, what happened, what didn't happen. Um, And it just implies that, like, Dave wants nothing to do with her because he views it as a mistake, which is shitty. He keeps insisting that she's a stalker. Yeah. I'm doing that in quotes. air quotes. Mm-hmm. You can't see that on the podcast. It's an audio medium, but mm-hmm. he keeps saying that she's a stalker and she does show up at the model. UN. am I getting ahead of myself? I feel no, like no, I no. Be... That's fine. Okay. She shows up at model UN and him and Allie are hot and heavy. Now they're back together and she shows up and he's like, Oh shit, I'm in trouble. And we get the feeling this isn't this is why I think this episode is actually kind of interesting because it's not really telling us who is right and who is wrong. It's not telling us who's the good guy and who's the bad guy. It's sort of like letting this scenario play out. Mm-hmm. So she shows up at Model UN and she doesn't blow anything up with Allie, but she's definitely a little bit like, oh yeah, she says his name mm-hmm. to prove familiarity. And then all of this stuff. And they get into the model UN of it all. And they're doing some weird icebreaker thing that I've, and you know, that icebreaker. I think I've seen that before where they're all, they're like in a knot with their arms and they have to kind of get unknotted. I only know a trust fall. That yeah. I know, like, good, that I know a good trust fall. Yeah. That wasn't a trust fall. No. So I was a little confused by it. Mm-hmm. And so pretty soon, 
it's it's revealed to Allie that this is the girl that Dave had slept with over the summer while she was at science camp that mm-hmm. we never saw. Exactly. Even though they built it up for multiple episodes and then we never got to see any of it. Yeah. So Allie is justifiably upset because, like, what's going on here? And mm-hmm. he's telling her, like, no, dude, I, I, in in the interest of full disclosure, which, well, yeah, you already missed that window. Yeah. This is what happened. This is what happened. Mm-hmm. And so... As Model UN is about to start, Dave leaves mm-hmm. with Jacinta Barrett. They get in the car and he and basically he's kind of again leading her on mm-hmm. until he tells her in the car, like, no, I'm taking you to the train station because I need you to be out of me and Allie's life forever. And she says, absolutely not. And she takes his phone. Mm-hmm. And, and he's she been starts, texting like, and driving also on the way. He to the has train been station. texting and driving. She takes his phone and she starts texting Allie saying like, I'm I, I, as Dave mm-hmm. being like seeing Jacinta made me realize I don't love you. Like all these things. And mm-hmm. Allie sees them. And who is, who does Allie show them to? Who's sort of like, Oh, Jenna. Mm-hmm. And Jenna's like, this doesn't feel right. Cause Jenna's smart. Yeah. Jenna's smart. And so she runs out of the car. She's doing all the texting. He drives around and finally finds her. And then he, he goes to her to confront her to try to get the phone from her. And that's when she walks into traffic and gets hit by a car, which is not funny, but it's so funny. It's not funny in real life, but because it's a TV show and it was surprising in, in a certain mm-hmm. way, it was very funny. So Dave is then very upset. Obviously, his dad shows up because he's a cop. Mm-hmm. And Dave ends up telling Allie what happened. And it's a whole, like, it's not your fault. It's an accident. Blah, blah, blah. That's sort of like the story beat by beat. But what's interesting and worthwhile to talk about is the show itself doesn't give you a very clean answer as to who you should be rooting for here. We hear Dave's side of the story that she's a stalker, Mm -hmm. but we see her and then she tells her side of the story, which is just like, she's just a wronged person who's like looking for a little bit of explanation and closure. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was like really good. And then they do that weird hair hit by the car thing, Mm -hmm. which felt like, overkill but yeah felt like the degrassi drama part of it all but up to all of that leading to it i was really engrossed in the idea that like i'm not rooting for dave here you know yeah i don't know what you thought it's a it's a tough situation it's like dave fucked up in this relationship but also like they kind of want a break yeah yeah um and I don't know. It's just teenagers, again, not being clear about their feelings about things. And like going back to last week with the whole thing with Eli, was it last week or was it like more than that ago with like him overreacting? No, it was last week. It was last week. It feels like forever ago. Um, it, you know, his reactions to um, breaking up with someone or being in love with someone or being obsessed with them. It's like these are all completely normal things. And so I think that like what Jacinta was doing was like completely normal for a teenager because she's like, I don't understand what I did wrong. 
Like yeah. we had this moment and then this guy is like not answering my calls or texts and being like a real weirdo to me, but she's also sending very many sexy photos to him. But they're not like, again, they're sexy. not like, <laughs> you know, nudes. They're just like, no, she's no. like taking selfie, like pretty selfies. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, I don't, I, th- yeah. Mm-hmm. They definitely like made it a point to be like both of these people. Cause we, we still, also don't we just do not understand what happened between Dave and Jacinta. And like, I just don't know if he just is ignoring her because he wants to get back with Allie and he knows he made a mistake. And so he's like trying to pretend this thing never happened or like if there's more to this story that we don't know, probably not. Yeah. I mean, it's Degrassi, so probably not, but also like, we also don't know to what extent Jacinta knew about Allie. Yeah. Probably not at all. Probably, probably not at all. Probably not. Or like minimal. Um, the, we also did not talk about the best part, which is when Allie and Dave go to little mistakes and Dave, um, is receiving oh God, the ultimatum yeah. list and a mariachi band shows up and they are dancing at little mistakes. How can and we he, skip yeah, over that? I want you to dance. I want to dance with you at little mistakes. That's what Allie says. We also didn't talk about what is my, the, the funniest I left. So I left out loud. So Dave and Drew are uh, model UN partners. They're France. Mm-hmm. And at, and he has now left with Jacinta because in his mind, he's taking Jacinta to the train and he's putting her on a train. He's never going to have to think about her again, which is such mm-hmm. just pure, typical, like teenager, like out of sight, out of mind, dumb mm-hmm. bullshit. Yeah. And Drew's just sitting there and um, Allie's like, uh, France, where is Dave? And Drew's reaction to it because mm-hmm. he doesn't know where he is and it's wordless and it's just like, uh, 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 uh. Mm-hmm. you got to go back and watch it because I can't do it justice. It was so funny and it endeared me to Drew in a way that has not happened in however many seasons this guy has been here. It was so <laughs> I laughed out loud two uh-huh. times, once at this and then when that poor girl was hit by the car because that just felt so soap opera degrassi. It did. It did. Um did you ever do model UN? No. Me neither. Nope. Never did. I I'm like having a hard time following how they even figured it out i don't know what it is yeah so dave is very distraught at the fact that this woman is hit by woman girl i don't know hit by a car and he does internalize it a lot and he does do a lot of it's this is my fault and kinda I don't know. I mean, it is an accident, certainly. It's, it's not his fault that she walked out in the traffic, but no, she was upset not. at him and wasn't paying attention. So, but had he not said to her, let's get out of here, in a way, none and of this he lures happened. her yeah. out of there. He yeah. lures her out of there under the guise that I'm into you again. Mm-hmm. None of this happens. So, yes, it's not his fault. Yeah. He didn't, that's not, that his intention was not for her to get hit by a car. But it is also, as a human being, in that moment, it would be very hard not to say, had I not done X, Y, and Z, this wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it is what it is. Dave and Allie. It'll be, and Allie was very kind of like, oh boy. 
Mm-hmm. She wasn't like yelling at him or being mean to him. She was sort of like, it's not, you know, it was an accident. I do have to say she- they really set Jacinta up to be like the other woman because she's like the one woman. I mean, maybe not the only one who's not wearing a blazer at Model UN. And she's got a very <laughs> uh, decorative shirt on that's a little low cut. <laughs> You are great. That's so true. I didn't <laughs> notice it. But now that you say it, because also she's, she catches your eye as she gets off the bus, mm-hmm. too. Before we even meet her, you see a person who you've never seen before look up. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And then I was like, I guess it's, I thought initially, oh, I guess it's just them getting off the bus. And then they're, you're right, because they do like all the blazers like walking mm-hmm. by and mm-hmm. she's like in the background sort of like mm-hmm. until they all part. Yeah. And you see yeah. her. And Drew's like, dude, she's hot. If I wasn't, if I didn't have a girlfriend, <laughs> all jacked up with in, in her in her hospital bed, yeah, getting her knee surgery. Jacinda, Jacinda, Barrett, B B story. I gotta tell you, when I went to the Max, which is where we watched this show. Mm-hmm. The thumbnail for, and you come smash into me, babe, was Katie. Mm-hmm. And I went, ugh. And then it wasn't a Katie story. Was not a Katie episode. I, Katie sucks, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm excited where- to watch her get addicted to, uh pain meds but delauded is that gonna happen is that i thought <laughs> i thought the same thing by the way i thought the exact same thing mm-hmm. i i feel like that's probably not gonna happen but i did have this, i was brief like moment of her taking them and i'm like it's gonna oh, happen she's right. gonna get more addicted to them oh right did she the one who took the anti um what were they anti the, it was she took like it? codeine essentially no i but, know but what but did they call them be... anti um oh shoot. they called I them i can't remember not like psychotics, anti. No, it was like epilepsy. Convulsants. Convulsants, that's right. And you come smash into me. So it didn't turn out to be about Katie at all. She was in the hospital, so mm-hmm. she couldn't do Model UN with Marisol. So she had to end up doing it with Mo. Mm-hmm. Well, she was. She tried to do it with some guy named Ben. She was like, yes, can he be guy. my partner? He's not on the waiting list. <laughs> Yeah, Dom Perignon. Do you think it's so funny how like we met Dom Perignon as like an abuser? Yeah, yeah. And then he's like just still around and doing fine. He's fine. Yeah. Maybe that Derek there was just such a prick that he Dom Perignon was right. Katie's also like in the hospital for a long ass time for a knee surgery. I didn't even remember what happened. I knew it was soccer related. Yeah, yeah. She got tripped on the field or whatever. Yeah, anyway. so Mo and Marisol are going to be Team USA. That's how you call it in Model UN. You're a team. USA. Team USA. Um, and Mo's very, like, well-spoken about political concepts, but he doesn't actually have an idea for how to resolve this famine that is in the problem. Somalia? In Somalia, right? I think, that Somalia. they have to deal with for model UN. They have to propose a solution and Marisol's solution is a live aid. Yeah, pretty much. Or which yes, it's yeah. remember live eight. Yeah, sure. Of course. Yeah. It's a live eight, but in 2011 it, or 12, 
It was um, with Beyonce and Jay Z and Coldplay. Those mm-hmm. were her big, the big, big titles. And they're all going to record a song and release it on iTunes. Like We Are the World kind mm-hmm. of a scenario. Did mm-hmm. you see that We Are the World documentary on Netflix? I have not. I have not yet either, but apparently it's very fun. I'm okay. going to watch it. Okay. I do want to watch it. So. Yeah. And they they get into it. They get into scraps because he he doesn't like this idea, and he sort of shits on it right in front of Don Perignon. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but he doesn't really have any ideas to go to battle it. So they're really at odds. And Don Perignon is like, "Don't embarrass your fucking partner until you have something substantial to show as well." Mm-hmm. And. They basically go their separate ways, but not before um, Mo puts gum in Marisol's hair. <laughs> like which a of fucking course is, child. <laughs> yeah, which is classic, like, I like you. It is a classic, I like you, the teasing the girl. Which Katie and um, Drew are convinced Drew, is like what's happening. Like, you're going to love, you're going to end up loving Mo. And Marisol's like, no, ew, not not Mo because he's fat. Yeah, he's heavy. He's heavy. They don't say it that way, but they're really <clears throat> implying it. They say big. They say big, and they say someone says, "I'm sure he's a great blocker." About him well, he football. is in football because yeah. he plays football. He's a good blocker in football. But um, so I have a real problem with all. I don't like because this. I don't like no, this at all. I don't like it at all because then he's like, I put gum in your hair. And she's like, yeah, no shit. I she smells like he's peanut like, butter because she was using it to get the gum and out. And he's like, well, maybe we can squash the beef. And That's what one he of says, the funny, squash the beef. We're going to literally take this. that beef and we're going to squash it. <laughs> squash the beef. Now, I will say, if I didn't love Drew after the reaction to um, France, mm-hmm. where where is where is Dave? I loved him when Marisol was like, I know he has a crush on me and I just, I don't, I can't. I, do you have any advice? How do I stop this crush? And Drew says, well, just be yourself. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's kind of an asshole. like Marisol. But then, but then she goes into the music room and finds that Mo has written a song. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's all she needs. This was so false to me mm-hmm. in every fucking way. So it all this is leading up to just the moment where she hears him play the song and she like wants to fucking make out with him and be his girlfriend mm-hmm. and tells him that. And it's like, I know you have a crush on me. And it's like, what? Who cares? Like, I guess I have a crush on you, too. And he's like, actually, I don't have a crush on you. And she's really upset. And she walks out. Mm-hmm. So then. I guess before this, they actually like give their speech about what their idea is. And it kind of falls on deaf ears. Everybody's sort of like, this is a pretty stupid idea. Like, so your song is only sung in English. Like what about every other culture? Mm -hmm. And, and Marisol goes into this whole thing about like, well, if we just loved each other more, maybe that would help, which is an interesting idea. Never something that would be posed by the United States of America. No, no. Not interested in loving each other. Just interested in division and hatred. Mm-hmm. So after she's like sort of embarrassed, 
he finds her because they won some sort of award, mm-hmm. believe it or not, for this terrible idea, which is the most obvious idea of all time. And mm-hmm. he clarifies. He's like, it's not that I didn't have a crush on you. It's that I would never let myself have a crush on you because you're so out of my league. You're hot and you drive a convertible and you're mm-hmm. popular. And then they kiss. Mm-hmm. And now I guess they're a couple. After, like, she was disgusted at the Like, why is that? She doesn't. Look. Look. She doesn't have to be attracted to him. Like, it's okay to not be attracted to him. And then to take that and not want to date him. It's so bizarre to me that, like, she's clearly not attracted to him. And then he, like, makes a terrible song. And then she wants to, like, be his girlfriend forever. Mm-hmm. Because she was not into it. No, not at all. There was no inkling that she was into it at all. And it just rings so false and so, like, inselly mm-hmm. to me in a lot of ways. Like, look, you put governor here. Like, you're a dick. You're also, like, mean to Connor. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just found this, like, very false. I didn't like it. Yeah, it was it was such a weird I don't know. I understand the like Mo feeling like he's out of her league, but it's like I, I don't know. It, I didn't like them suddenly being together at the end. It felt weird That's my and forced. Me too. And it's like that yeah. fast. Like at least let I, look, I'm not. And they won the fucking the, peace prize for I their know. live aid suggestion. Come on. I'm not against the idea that they could become a couple mm-hmm. somewhere down the road but you just zero to 60 this in such a weird way where she was like completely not into it mm-hmm. and it was like oh but he wrote a song so now i'm into it mm-hmm. and even if she may have been into it they did not key us into that at all mm-hmm. sorry she's, she's allowed to get hit by the car so i'm just <laughs> it's super funny <laughs> She's allowed to not be attracted to him. It's mm-hmm. fine. Like, that's not against the law. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's the whole thing. Like, oh, my God. Could you imagine? I just, it bummed me out. I just don't buy it. Yeah. And, look, maybe I'll end up loving them, and I hope I do, and I hope they give them time to breathe. But it just felt like this was, like, five episodes worth of storyline. In one? Shoved in, not even one. Like, half an episode. Well, not even half. A third of, like, maybe a third. Not even. Maybe, like, a fifth. So, we'll see what happens. I like The song was god-awful. Terrible. Worst song I've ever heard on Degrassi. If we had to choose all the Degrassi songs, this is now the top. Um, (laughs) Although, I think it is very close to the one that Mo was working on for the play that had a lot of the casino sounds in the background. I was not a fan of that. Always a bad musician. He's <laughs> no Sav. Yeah, he's no Sav. He's no so Peter anyway, Stone. <laughs> no, Peter Stone. Twice the gifts, twice the gifts, but only ever half the love. Oh, brilliant lyrics right there. Yeah, he was just doing We Are the World, which is also a terrible song. By the way. Yeah. Hey, Pat. Mm-hmm. Could you get the C story? I certainly can. Mm-hmm. I got it. Okay. It's right here. In the form of Adam and Tristan. Mm -hmm. This was a lot of good. um, I don't know if it was good. It felt like character. It felt like arc moving forward, like development, Mm -hmm. like getting some things clarified and like Mm -hmm. 
understanding this the Tristan character a little bit and Tori, who's mm-hmm. like, this was all, I don't know. I don't know. We got some people. We got yeah. some things. Yeah. Adam is gets a note in his locker. Mm-hmm. That is like a secret admirer kind of a note. Mm-hmm. And he immediately rips it up and he says, this is a prank. Mm-hmm. And even if it's not, I'm not interested. I'm just skateboarding, fucking living my life, doing my thing. Mm-hmm. And Claire is being very like, well, what, why, what, you don't know. Like what it could be, it could be true love, this and that. I love when, and, um, when Adam flops on their sofa and Claire's like pouring tea out of a teapot. <laughs> They're great, believable friends. Yeah, they are. It could be meant to be like Chuck and Blair. Tori says that. Mm -hmm. So Adam has taken to wearing an LGBT um, pin on his bag. Mm -hmm. So he gets he gets another note. And Tori, in the meantime, Goes up to him and starts asking him all these questions about like, if someone was into you, would you be interested? Like, what would you think? And blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And so Adam starts to think, what's going on here? Like, is to- but Tori has a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So like, I-, I don't know what this is about. But his interest is peaked, even though he was not interested prior. Mm-hmm. And Claire catches him like sort of peeking and spying mm-hmm. at his locker to see if he could catch whoever it is putting the notes in. And sure enough, because it's a grassy, he catches Tori doing it. Immediately. And this is a very cute scene where he catches her and Tori is, um, oh, but, hey, oh, mm-hmm. well. They sort of just like resign themselves to like, well, this is it. You mm-hmm. caught me. Mm-hmm. And um, Tori tells Adam, you know, it's my friend. My friend has a big crush on you. And let's go on a double date. Me and Zig and you and my friend. It's a blind date. It's a blind date. And um, he he very reluctantly agrees to do it, even though it's with a bunch of grade niners. Yeah, those niners, you got to be careful. Yeah, you never know what's going to happen with the niners. And so they go to the Dot Marie Jones and in walks Zig and Tori and Tristan. Now, Tori, all Tori saw was the LGBT pin. pin. Mm-hmm. And assumed that Adam was gay. Mm-hmm. And Adam is put in this awkward position because he has to say, I'm not gay. Yes. I'm trans and I like girls. And it's very awkward for everybody. Tristan is mortified. Poor guy. Tristan yeah. didn't ask for any of this. No. Poor old poor Tristan, Tristan didn't ask for any of this. So then we go over and Claire and Adam are having a conversation. And Adam is feeling a little bit like, oh God, what an awkward situation mm-hmm. we just had to deal with. Adam's really disappointed coming back from this date because, you know, there's not some super cool girl that's into him. But Claire does make the point that at least now people are recognizing, recognizing him for who he is. He's not gay, but it's still like a, a move in the right direction for him. And he's like, actually, you know what? Yeah, this wasn't so bad. Yep. And so then he decides he goes back to the dot where Tristan and uh, Tori are. Mm-hmm. Tori is such a fucking shit. Not a shit stir, but definitely like a very like, I'll let you guys talk. Mm-hmm. She's very funny. I she like. Was, she tried, you know, and it's. Yeah. Her heart was in the right place, but it, and it's, this is so sweet though. 
Yeah. Yes, this is an awesome scene. What do they talk about? He's basically like... He tells weird- Tristan about all of the shitty experiences that happened to him at school and learns that that's when Tristan's Owen's, he learns then that Tristan is Owen's brother. Yes. Okay. And yes. one of those situations was getting pushed into a door or wall. I can't remember. And I just literally watched him talk about it. <laughs> into a locker. I think. Into a locker. Um, and all of the other shit that happened to him, you know, when he liked Fiona and then Fiona only wanted to make out with him when she was drunk and then how Bianca treated him and all of it. And okay. he's like, you know, dating in high school sucks to Tristan because Tristan's yeah. like, oh, this is the worst. <laughs> like, and it's hard. It's hard for everyone. And then Tristan's like, and for the record, I never thought you were gay. She just like convinced me. <laughs> she has I, the I worst gaydar, as we said. Yeah, she has the worst gaydar. It was very. It was a nice, nice bow on the the episode. I mm-hmm. thought, and it was nice to get to see Tristan. Like, I, I'm excited to like get more of him. He's certainly more interesting than Zig. Zig is the fucking worst. Zig was like, "So what? What are you?" Because he was like, "Because Adam says." Tori's like, I saw the LGBT and he's like, yeah, I'm the T of it. Yeah. Fucking, <laughs> so what does that mean? What are God. you? And he's like, I'm transgender. And, and fucking Zig does has no idea what's happening. <laughs> what a schmuck. Uh, he's into skateboarding sk- and that's I need it. to get my skateboard. They could, I mean, Adam and uh, Zig could bond over skateboarding. <laughs> that's true. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That's how you do it. That's how you do an episode of the Degrassi. Mm-hmm. Every episode of a marathon podcast, pal. That's how you do it. <laughs> just gets easier every, you know, it just keeps getting easier. Yeah. Oh my goodness. What do we got, Rach? You've got your thing. What do I have? What's my thing? The ratings. Oh shit. I thought we were up to <laughs> fucking Mr. Del Rossi already. <laughs> Rach, did it or didn't it? I don't know what I'm thinking. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Did it or didn't it, Rage? I think because of the car hit, it does. <laughs> yeah, I guess if someone gets hit by a car and might be to, paralyzed, I paralyzed think it kind of does death. go there, even if they're not someone that we see often. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. I guess if a, if a character who we've only just met, um, but who means something to a character who we've known for a while, mm-hmm. uh, almost passes and is potentially paralyzed the waist down for her life. It goes there. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, Pat. Yeah, Rach. If you had to give any one of these characters, the Degrassi peace prize, who would get the Degrassi <laughs> peace prize? Drew. <laughs> for I've already, I've already told why it's the two moments. It's the, um, I don't, he couldn't even answer. Yeah. And then also, well, just be yourself. Yeah. Uh, that's it for me. It's all I need sometimes. Sometimes I just need a lull. And I genuinely like the, the performance he gives in that moment when she says, where is Dave? And I genuinely laughed in a moment mm-hmm. that was supposed to be funny. Yeah. Doesn't happen all the time. Doesn't so, happen all I'm the time. Get, You're very right. Yeah, this is a you, tough one. Yeah. I don't know who deserves it because it's it's a big Dave episode, but Dave's kind of shitty. Dave sucks. 
Yeah. And Dave takes no responsibility for his actions until the woman almost dies. Yeah, true. Like he's like he is so convinced that he is in the right and that she is like a, a lunatic stalker when all she's trying to do is be like, why? What happened dude? you? Had, we had sex. That means something. We're 15. Like mm-hmm. you don't just stop talking to me. Like, I don't care if you have a girlfriend. Tell me that. Like yeah. we're all under the guys that she, she doesn't even know that. I don't know. Yeah. I think Dave sucks in this episode. Yeah. And then I don't, love Allie in this episode and I definitely don't like Marisol or Mo in this episode Adam maybe yeah Adam's except good. for that yeah we picked the two people who were singing summer of 69 in the beginning of the episode so they love that song they love that song bummer to me like what a shitty song to like I know but they're also <laughs> like children but they no they're not taste. Dude, when we were that age, we had yeah, the best taste in the, the fucking world. We had the best taste I've ever had. Could you imagine being in the in like the eleventh and twelfth grade and listening to Brian Adams in two thousand fucking thirteen? No, I can't. Dude, when this episode came out, Eternal Sunshine and the Spotless Mind was ten years old already. <laughs> Brian Adams. Oh man losers who did you pick adam adam okay we picked the two brian adams fans yeah so we don't have any new room people i know okay i want to go back to my room good night so you can find us on instagram at deem podcast you can find us on patreon and join us on our fun calls at patreon.com slash deem you can send us an email at every episode ver at gmail.com or you can join the Facebook group, the Dope Monkeys and the Broomheads. Get on those fun calls. The fun calls. That's what we're going to start calling them. Fun calls. Yeah, it's not a phone call. It's a fun that. call. It's spelled P H U N. It's oh, fun. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Zoom is rebranding as fun. I knew that it was now or never. <laughs> it's not rebranding as Brian Adams. It's. Rebranding is fun, F-U-N, period. Have you ever really, really ever loved a woman? Oh, I hate that song so much. It's one of the worst, it's one of the worst recorded Desperado? songs. Desperado? What was that movie that was from? Robin Hood. No. Rob, it, no. It was something. It Robin Hood? It was Antonio Banderas, wasn't it? Don, no, it wasn't. It was Johnny Depp, Don Juan DeMarco. That's what it was. It's all <laughs> bleeding together in my brain. Because I was thinking of the Robin Hood song that he did with Rod Stewart mm-hmm. and Sting. Let's mm-hmm. make it all for one oh, love for love. Yes, that one. Also, that should have been Three Musketeers, all for one. Yeah. And all, like, but it was, for, I Robin. think that's for. Maybe it was Robin? the Three Musketeers. <laughs> There was also a Three Musketeers movie around that time. You're right. I don't know. I can't be positive. I think that's the Robin Hood song. Oh, man. No one comes with less informed opinions than you and I on things on this podcast. We try, sort of. Anyway. Good stuff, Rach. Always good to see you. Always a pleasure to see you. Good to see you as well. I hope you're feeling good. Yeah, I feel much better than when I started. So good night. I'm not ready yet because I got to find out if the song is from Robin Hood or <laughs> Oh wait. All for Love featuring mm-hmm. Sting and Rod Stewart. 
Oh God, the song is so bad. It's playing. I want to die. It's not as bad as have you ever really, really ever loved a woman. I bet you he's a nice guy. Mm-hmm. But his music stinks. What movie is it from? It's got to be from Three Musketeers. Like this, it's got to be. I'm looking it up. I looked on iTunes, but it's not helping me. All for love. It's from the Three Musketeers. Mm-hmm. What's the Robin Hood Prince of Thieves song then? It does make sense that All for What and All for Love is from Three Musketeers. So that does make a lot of sense. And somehow that Rod Can, Stewart and Sting and Brian Adams are the Three Musketeers. In that, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. God damn, what a fucking moron I am. However, Rach, mm-hmm. do you want to tell me who you think the act who are the actors who played the Three Musketeers in the Three Musketeers movie from the year of our Lord, nineteen hundred and ninety-three. Shoot, I knew I remember when that came out. I've definitely seen it. I couldn't tell you who any single one of them are. The Three Musketeers are played by the great Charlie Sheen of Tiger's Blood. The great Kiefer Sutherland Whoa. of 24. And the great, this actually is a great, Oliver Platt. <laughs> Whoa, Oliver Platt? And then Chris O'Donnell plays like the young that one who's trying sense. to become a musketeer. That makes a lot more sense. So the leads of the movie are Chris O'Donnell, Kiefer Sutherland, and Charlie Sheen. But Oliver Platt is actually one of one the musketeers. Three musketeers. Wow. Is I have lived a long time thinking that that song mm-hmm. was from Robin Hood, uh, Prince of Thieves, and it's mm-hmm. not. But we learn something new every single day of our lives. And that's the joy of living. To understand the miracle of living, maybe I'll for you, baby, but look afraid anymore. Ooh, baby, do you know what that's worth? Oh, on earth. Belinda Carlisle. <laughs> All right. Good, Good night. night. Grilled cheese, definitely. And grilled cheese, definitely. Ichniowski. Ichniowski.